on today's episode. So we came out on a three to five year contract in 2002. And they said, well, does Anne need to see it? And he said, no, she'll be fine. So I hadn't even seen Saltillo. And he was he was right. I was fine. I'd always liked animals, so I just went and offered my services to a vet. This thought I was crazy, obviously. I'm David Bevis, and you're listening to Mexico Over the Wall, a podcast about Mexico from the other side. First off, I'd like to thank Maggie for her comment on my interview with Jane Ordas, which you can hear at mexicooverthewall.com slash Jane Ordas. It's great to hear from listeners, so please keep the comments coming in. My guest for this episode is Anne Tennant. Anne moved to Mexico from the UK 18 years ago and lives in Saltillo. I started off by asking her what it's like in Saltillo. Um, it's high. It's altitude desert. I mean, not. it's about a mile high. Um, so it's it's dry and obviously reasonably hot during the day not crazy hot not like Mexicali or that kind of thing we probably get to about 38 but it usually goes below 20 at night in the you know in the summer so we actually had we've been here 17 years we had air conditioning put in for the first for the first time uh last year we've we've, we've lived without air, air conditioning because to be perfectly honest with fans um, it's always been okay, but it, it did start to get more, a little bit more humid. So what brought you to Mexico in the first place? Uh, it was my husband's job. There was a joint venture with, um, well, a British, co- a British company, obviously, that he was working for, and uh, a Mexican company here in Saltillo that was doing exactly the same kind of work as he was doing. So they, they bought 51% of the shares um, in 2002. And we, well, he he came over in the first uh, wave because he was a shareholder of that company. So he came and he was like the the senior representative. Well, he was representing the British side of it. And eventually, I mean, long story short, the company was 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 bought out in the UK by a Japanese company who bought the other forty nine percent, and then it was sold back to private investors. And my husband left then, but. Um, we're still here. So we came out on a three to five year contract in 2002. Right. What happened to that plan? Well, exactly. No, I mean, it, it gives us a really good life. What was it like uh, adjusting when you came over here for, for the first time? My husband said to me in the April, we were actually out at our place in Spain. Oh, there's a possibility the company might buy um, another company in Mexico. And I just said, tell them we'll go. So um, he he actually did that at the next the next board meeting. He said, "Well, I'll go. We didn't we don't have children, so you know we were between houses." He he changed to that job like a couple of years before, and we were we were about to move, um, but we'd sold our house and we were rented accommodation. So we thought, "Well, easy, okay, we'll go." And they said, "Well, does Anne need to see it?" And he said, "No, she'll be fine." So I hadn't even seen Saltillo, and uh, he was he was right. I was fine. It really was. There were certain similarities, the, the aridness of, of the part of Spain that we know. I did Spanish A-level, but it was like almost 25 years before. Um, and we had lessons. 
I love languages anyway. So for me, the mindset was, great, I've got three to five years off work. I've got this opportunity to, you know, get my Spanish up to scratch, immerse myself in the Mexican culture and, you know, away we go kind of thing. So I didn't have, I didn't actually have a problem. And how did that, how did that go, immersing yourself in the, in the Mexican culture? Well, I was particularly lucky. Again, because we didn't have children, my focus could be completely on activities that I might have wanted to do. Um, and I, and because I spoke some Spanish before we arrived, we had an hour a day, five days a week for about two years. Uh, and after six months, I was getting bored at home. So I looked to do some voluntary work. Um, I'd always liked animals. So I just went and offered my services to a vet. This thought I was crazy, obviously, because I, I sort of said, you know, I could, I could come and, you know, I thought, I sort of said, do, you know, a day a week, two days a week, three days a week. And his, his jaw was just dropping. And because um, he didn't respond, I kind of, I said, I can't really do any more than that because, you know, I've got other things to do. And he goes, no, no, that's, you know, that's fine. And so obviously, I, you know, was getting interaction then with local people. Um, I don't, I don't drive. So we got like a taxi driver as well who, who would take me to and from my Spanish classes. And then he would take me to pay bills and do all the sorts of things. So he introduced me to places to go and, you know, panda pulque that's like a, you know, a local bread. And yeah, I mean, all kinds of things kind of roundabout the city so i i actually think that if you can speak some of the language then you can kind of get involved far more than than perhaps other people would and so yeah i mean people were very 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 welcoming they wanted to share the culture you know much more at the beginning than the than they do actually now probably because now i mean we're kind of settled and we have the friends we have, and there is a there is an expat community here. But yeah, we were invited, you know, to Independence Day and to Posadas and Quince Años, and people were very welcoming. And I mean, people in general are prepared to make an effort. They want and they want to actually practice their English on you. So I had um, a girlfriend who um, she was Mexican, but she was married to an American, and they had a bar, and we used to go to the bar. And um, she would speak to me in English and I would speak to her in Spanish. And we, you know, all our conversations were like that because we both needed to, <laughs> to practice the separate languages. But we and we use both. What, what, so what do you do in your in your free time now? Because I don't do the, the, the voluntary in the, the vets anymore. Um, but I mean, I've since got involved with an international church here. There is there are loads of kind of ministries. I run a women's group. I was um, cooking for a children's home, organised a road to cook for a children's home. We do a hospital ministry and yeah, lots of lots of community type outreach. But I mean, the, like the women's group that I run is is for English speakers because that's something that I can do. The interesting thing for me is that although I could I can attend for example a bible study in Spanish and and I mean I use a bilingual bible but but I'm quite happy you know reading and 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 listening to people talking in Spanish the church that uh, the um now it's in Spanish because the 
the pastor that we currently have is Mexican. And I don't use, we have translation, but I don't need translation. But I can't pray in, I cannot pray in Spanish. I still can't pray in Spanish. It it comes out like a two or three-year-old. It, it just doesn't flow. And I don't know why that should be. Is, is there any advice that you would give to anyone who's coming to, to Mexico? Learn the language. Absolutely learn the language. Um, if we're talking about a guy who's got a, a, a job out here, with a wife come with your husband um and and nick actually was uh, not my husband was um invited to talk um the, some consular thing that they'd done for for businesses thinking of um, either setting up here or sending people out here and he actually said to them either send your single guys or make sure that you bring a family out do not bring a married bloke or a man on his own because uh, we've we've seen a lot of broken marriages since we've not just i'm not talking about just in the british i mean you know in the, the general expat community yeah i mean it's tough and it i mean it's tough for 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 the women who are at home and that they, they tend to be the women that i'm ministering to um because they they can be very isolated so it, it can be very, very isolating for the women. So it's one, imp- one important to get the language going. And two, if, if there are other expats, or just, just get out. That is a, that's a hard one, actually, if, if you're not that confident. It is hard to just... It is hard. But again, you know, I've, I've seen people who've ended up with drink problems because, you know, the women. Because what do, they, what do you do if you've left? Most of them have given up careers to come out and follow their husbands and that takes an adjustment in itself so be prepared for that find something to do get involved in something um it depends on the level that you're at but certainly the level that i'm at here in in industry then they're more sending the managers and so on obviously over here so most people have got help in the house children if they've got children are at school husbands working extremely long hours so what are, you, what are you doing with your time? You need to be prepared to find something to do. Like for me, I, in the offset, thought oh, three to five years off, brilliant. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, I'm going to do that. And yes, I was doing that, but I needed more because I was used to working. So after six months, that was, when, that, that was my point that I had to find something to do. When I thought, oh, okay, I've always wanted to work with animals. So that's what I'm going to do. So you, you said the expat community is quite varied in Saltillo. There's, there's not just from Britain. Um, no, there are Americans, Canadians. Um, I, for example, the hospital ministry that um, I'm involved in. I'm the Brit. There's an American. There's a lady from El Salvador. There's a French girl who comes with us, and there's a, a Mexican. And there's um, the other lady is from. Well, she was born in Taiwan but she was actually raised in California and has spent the last 25 years in Asia. So, you know, how multicultural is that? <laughs> you know, but we have this Korean companies here. I mean, in my church, this Korea, this El Salvador, this da, 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 all, all of those represented, which for a, okay, it's a state capital, but it really, it is a small, a small town. It's not, there's not a great deal to it, but because of the industry, 
American Canadian, there's Europeans, there's, there's, there's French, there's German, there's Brazil, there's a uh, Brazilian company here. So there's obviously Brazilians. Um, there are, we get the migrants. So we've got the people from El Salvador. Um, we've got quite a lot from Honduras. Um, and Eastern Europe, there's some Eastern Europeans. I've got a friend from Slovakia who, met a Mexican in London and ended up in Saltillo. <laughs> there's, there's a Russian community here. They tend not to mix with other people. So I, I met one Russian girl the one time. But yeah, I mean, really, virtually all over. And, and do you find that their perspectives on Mexico are, are different? I find that the Americans in general probably settle less and are less happy. But I don't know how much of that is because their contracts tend to be shorter. So if they've come with the big car, because it's mainly car industry, although we've got we've got furniture making as well now. So we've got an American, um, got Lazy Boy, and we've got Palliser, the uh, Canadian here that make furniture, and and the Korean Taiwanese, um, they're linked to IKEA. Um, but generally, it's it's the car manufacturers so like gm contracts 18 months two years maximum and then they moved around again it's very that's very very difficult then to actually settle commit because before you know it you're going to go again yeah so i guess you don't put down roots really yeah so no not the same as uh, the european um, companies tend to keep people for longer the korean we have some of the Korean couple at our church and they're here for about um, five years but our husband had been here a year and then she came so they've got four more years so in that time yes you can learn the language more and immerse yourself just a little bit more invest I mean it's all about you know is, is it worth time my time investing in this and for a lot of them they decide it's not my contacts mainly with the women, but but with the women they will tend to stay at home and or and, or just mix with the other uh, expats. I mean, we used to get to, when there was a big, a much bigger group of us, we would meet on Friday for coffee and yeah, and that that was just an English speaking get together. And we had a few Mexicans who who joined us because they spoke English and wanted to practice their English. All right, is there anything else you'd like to to add or recommend? I mean, I would say that thanks to technology. It's a, probably a lot easier being here now than it was because when when I arrived, there was no Skype. There was that something did come. I can't remember what it was called. In the first few months, I had another system, and then Skype came in. Um, but no Kindles, uh, English books. That for me was just awful. Just awful. I every time I went home, or we we could go to the states in about three and a half hours, and and I would bring you know just loads of books. And as soon as anybody left, they would always leave all their books, and we'd all be scrabbling for books in English. So I was talking there to Anne Tennant, who lives in Saldillo. Over the course of this series, I'm going to be interviewing people from all over the place about their experiences of living in Mexico. If you live in Mexico and would like to take part, please get in touch by writing to feedback at mexicooverthewall.com. Please support the podcast by giving us a review. 
which you can do via MexicoOverTheWall.com slash Apple for Apple Podcasts, slash Stitcher for Stitcher, or leave us a review via your favorite podcast provider. You can also support us with hard cash by sponsoring us on Patreon. One of the benefits of sponsorship is that you can get extended versions of these interviews. Go to patreon.com slash MexicoOverTheWall for more details. That's it for this episode. Hope you liked it. See you next time.